All right, welcome to Equal Time Soccer. I'm Matt Pavratsky, a long time three. Oh, wait, one sec. Let's see if we can get live on Twitter. There we go. Welcome to Equal Time Soccer. I'm Matt Pavratsky, a long time three big time first year players for the Gopher Soccer Program. We have Kaya Harper on the top right, Elizabeth Overberg on the bottom right, and Lauren Donovan on the bottom left. Uh, Elizabeth has played every single minute this season as a converted center back after coming in as a midfielder. Lauren Donovan was playing 90 minutes a game before she she dealt with some some fun illness and recovery that you're you're almost over, I think. And Kaya Harper has been a menace up top starting from day one. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, well, let's jump in with Lauren, because Lauren, you're a first year, but you've been here like forever. You enrolled in the spring, so you've been hanging out <laughs> on campus like for months. Um, you, I think you maybe roomed with Izzy Brown because she was here in the spring as a transfer too, which is like a fun, like a fun combo. But talk about what yeah. last spring was like for you, because I'm assuming it may have been the first time you were with the team, but not playing games. Yeah, um, well, it was kind of COVID time, too, so we had to kind of be really careful and just be within the team, which was actually, I found really, like, really beneficial. Um, I was able to practice, um, actually, more than the team. Um, like, for game days, me and Izzy would go out with Maya, and we'll just, like, train. Um, yeah. So, but it was it was really good to just be with the team and get to know the dynamic of the team. Um, and on top of that, get some classes in, um, it was still COVID. So it was zoom classes. So being in class now is just a lot different, <laughs> but right. no, it was, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I, people continue to tell me, Oh, did you miss that high school experience? I'm like, yeah. no, I wanted to be here. So. Well, and I think, I think that decision came kind of late, right? Like you knew you were going to the U obviously, but it was actually like, when did you actually decide to enroll early and basically say, I'm wrapping up, I'm coming in? Yeah, so it was like up in the air ever since I committed. Um, it was like, oh, you could probably early enroll if you wanted to. And from the start, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely doing this. And then it was like, no, we're actually not going to have you come early. And then I was like kind of shifting my mindset to the point of like, oh, I'm not coming early. And in the matter of like, a week and a half. It was like Zoom call, Donovan, you're coming early, you're rooming with Izzy. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening, like type of thing. So um, yeah, it was a quick turnaround, but I I didn't mind whatsoever, so. Right, well, and you're coming from out of state. For those who don't know, you're from Ohio. So it was also yeah. sort of like a little more dramatic than like if Kaya had right. it early and she's just like down the road, you know. Um, right. So Elizabeth, you and I are obviously going to talk about high school speech now for the rest of the show. So Kaya yeah. and Donnie, you guys will want to leave. I'm sure this is going to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We will not subject the viewers to that, that type of a, a show, but uh, I, everyone, everyone who's following the team knows that you've been starting at center back this season. If they watch the broadcast, they know Josie and I are talking about how impressive it is that you've looked so comfortable at center back and starting from day one is something even natural center backs are not usually able to do. And you've done it as a converted midfielder, but mm -hmm. I'm actually just as interested in your like sort of two and three week lead up of preparing to play whatever role you were going to play before that, because that this only happened because that tragic injury to Alana mm -hmm. Dressley happened in the St. Thomas exhibition 
And so you had like multiple weeks of thinking, I need to earn like some kind of midfield role. I need to find a way to get on the field. So what was that sort of early period like for you? Because frankly, being just an everyday 90 minute center back is like boring. You've made it, you've made it <laughs> at this point. What was the, what was that lead up point when you were like trying to grind and earn a spot as a freshman in the midfield? It was definitely a grind. Um, so I came up early like everyone in the summer, but I wasn't cleared to play for the whole month of July. So really the first time practicing was our first day of preseason. So I was just like, my mindset was just like, I'm thankful that I'm actually cleared to play now. And um, I was, Donnie and I were practicing for the holding mid. And so the whole practice was, I was just like, trying to, it was just a lot coming at us. And so I was just trying to keep like a positive mindset of like, this is, I need to be a defensive midfielder. I need to protect my center backs, switch the ball. So I was just trying to work on my distribution and awareness with Donnie um, in practice. So that was what it was for practices. And then it was a switch and I was no longer with Donnie. I was in the back. Well, yeah. you, it happened. I mean, this, this switch literally happened during the game because Alana goes down, you know, she sort of gets like kind of like, huddle tackled from behind like by the St. Thomas player this like weird messy or like frustrating challenge depending on your perspective and then you literally have to just be a center back you know in that moment and I know you've mentioned to me before that you've had to play that role before sort of the emergency fill-in but mm -hmm. what was your mindset like sort of after the game when you're like okay I survived this exhibition but now is this my life now? Yeah I was a little like like embraced it. I was like, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, I was like talking with my brother. He's like, well, just strap up. Like you've, you've got to do it. And so it was, I was just kind of, I was just thankful that like I got the opportunity and I have the opportunity to play. And also my mindset was like, of course, like Mick is just such like one of the heartbeats of the team. And at first I was kind of struggling. Like I can't be her. Like she's just such a right. strong leader and just a force to be reckoned with back there. So I kind of had to just be kind of hype myself up and be confident in like what I can do because I can't try to replace her and just kind of have to rely on my back line to bring me up to speed. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and it's, and it's this thing too, where like even she, you know, has played some outside back and kind of, I think in club was sort of one of three, like a three center back like line, you know, so she's, she's not even necessarily like a true natural yeah. four back center back either. So it's kind of like, I, I just have to focus on what I can control. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So Kaya, I know we, we talked about this after the game, after the Wyoming game, when you scored your first goal, but you, you know, you came in as this highly touted recruit and especially a highly touted goal scorer. And then, as is pretty natural, it took at least a few games to get on the board, but I'm really curious for you, even during training, um, how did that adjustment period of like getting up to the college speed of play and all those things, how did that go compared to how you thought it would go? Like when you had years to like imagine, this is what I'll have to get better at, or this is what the girls will be like in training. How did it compare to sort of your expectations you had? Yeah, well, it's definitely a higher pace and a higher like, level of game than I anticipated at first. But I think that ECNL and my club team really prepared me for how the Gophers play because my club coach and at the time, mm -hmm. I guess, like he really like prepared me because he knew like how the U played. And there's a lot of 
people from MTA that are now on the U. So I think that right. playing with them was an easier, like playing with Soph and mm -hmm. Elena and Kenzie really like helped me prepare since I played with them all growing up. So, mm -hmm. but the level is definitely way higher than expected and adjusting to it was, it was okay, but I think that my teammates really helped because playing with them just makes it so much easier because it's better players, better speed of play, and like everything's just better at the college level. Mm -hmm. And I think, well, and you especially, you know, the the forward line and attacking is something that the Gophers have been a little bit light on the past few years just because mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of solid combination players on the roster. I think there's a lot of, and, you know, based on what formation you're in, there's folks who can be successful at different spots, but just for whatever reason, even players who were finishing in practice just were not having good luck in games. And so part of it was yeah. luck, part of it was whatever. And so for right when you started, it was really interesting to watch like you and Izzy and even all the other new players sort of when you were trying to be a run on to the ball forward, when you were trying to like stretch the back line, when you were trying to hold up and like how you were changing those gears. Because for me, it's like being a forward and just trying to find what works seems like so much yeah. of what is the defense giving me? Yeah, I also think that there was like a, not, a lot of new players coming onto the team and a lot of people in different positions. So like us as a team getting used to playing with each other with everybody in different areas and like me and Izzy up top even working together, like I can already feel the connection now, but like right. at first it started taking a while and like we were getting a lot of chances, but they just weren't hitting the back of the net. But in the first few games, we had a lot of goal scorers. So that was really nice to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll stop for a second just to give a shout out to Pence Homes. Thanks for supporting our program. Uh, Nate and Lydia were the ones who helped us move last fall. Lydia did a fantastic job. We worked with Angie to do the financing. If someone wants to move, I know you all are not in that. In that you need to stay on campus, stay focused on studying on the team. If, if, but if, if anyone watching needs a realtor, check out PenceHomes.com. They support a lot of different local soccer. Huge thanks to them for supporting our women's soccer coverage. Um, so Lauren, let's go back to you. I know in high school, you were a multi-sport athlete, which is really cool. A lot of players come in with some experience with like track, especially if they're like a fast player, like Meg or whatever, but you came in, you played, you played basketball. Your mom was a college basketball star. We see you, Sue. We're shouting you out. <laughs> I, I know Maddie Baker was also a legit hooper. I talk about that all the time. You know, she had an offer to play at Wisconsin, like D1 full ride level yeah. basketball. Yeah. I'm, I'm super curious from you because I think there's a number of players who have played basketball before. Who do you think would be like a starting lineup of gopher soccer players for oh. a basketball? Me! I'm a <laughs> I would probably say Izzy Baker. Um, I'm going to have to put myself in the lineup probably. Yep. Um, yep. Probably, I'm trying to think. Um, honestly, Meg, she would probably be a really good ball handler. I think she, I think she might've played basketball. Yeah. Um, and then was, I'm trying was to there, think here. Was there, you would? No, Taryn played, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Taryn. Oh, yeah, Taryn. Yes, Taryn. Taryn yep. I think Taryn, I think Taryn had some scholarship offers. I don't know if she had D1 offers, but she had, I think she had legit yeah. like college offers. Mm -hmm. I, I guess my question is, you all are obviously super athletic on the soccer field and all that, but are all of you basically forwards? Like, is there anyone, are there any guards in that mix? I guess Meg would be the point guard. Yeah, I was more like a shooting guard guard oh, okay. type. I was not really inside. We had okay. some really big girls in, on my high school team, at least. 
You'd be a super tall two guard. What? You'd be a super tall two guard. Yeah, true. Nice. Yeah. What was your specialty? My specialty was defense, so I, I yes. didn't really do the offensive part. <laughs> so did you? Did you? Were you running a press? Like, were you playing? Like, getting into a yeah. press? Or you just could? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you need to just start whispering in the coach's ears because this was like 2019, even when the team had a rough year overall, there would be squads where it would be like Sadie Harper, Katie Coker, Katie Duong, where it would be what it looked like a bunch of like three point guard lineups where they were just deep in their stance, like a full court press. And I loved the idea of just like, get some, get some havoc D out there, get, get some high press out there. So get, Start whispering. Get some of that in Big Ten. <laughs> right. Opie right. Soph would be a good one because that endurance sprinting back and forth from the court. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. She'd be a good And her aggressiveness. Handler. That's good. Yeah. She might get a team, Can she but... catch it? She can catch no, it. No worries. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to have to see. I know, yeah, Taryn definitely was a hooper too, so I'm glad we were Yeah. Yeah. So Elizabeth, you come from a family of athletes as well, but obviously we're going to talk about nerdier shit than that for you. Of course, we have to. Um, you were in, you were in high school speech. You're interested in social justice and advocacy, but you're also a really good athlete. So I guess I would summarize it as saying you're like an actually talented version of me. So that's great. I'm proud. I'm proud of you. Um, for so for you, what kind of issues are you interested in, or what kind of stuff do you are you passionate about that you want to sort of advocate for or work on? Because I I can we can dive all the way deep. We can we can like make Kaya and Donnie just be along for this ride. Let's yeah, do it. We'll, we'll listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, a lot of my speeches were on like gender equality or feminism, which so like I had like an Abby Wambach speech this past year, and because yeah. I just felt like that that's something that I can connect with more because we are women, and yeah. so <laughs> that's something that. I think I like they have a lot of gender equality studies and like maybe a minor here. So I just I connect more with that one because I can pull examples from my life and it feels like something that like it's getting a lot of backing and people in sports and professional sports are able to like make a difference with. So that that gets me hyped up a lot. Um I've been really involved with like Special Olympics as well. So still on like the athlete side, but I I just really enjoy kind of trying to make it like whatever we do, just more inclusive for people of all abilities. So that's another thing I've been, I've had my friend since kindergarten has cerebral palsy. So I've been able to like, I've been exposed to that my entire life and just seeing like things that I'm able to do. I want to make sure that she has that same opportunity. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I know. And I, I just recently caught up to your first point about gender equality, I just listened to, you know, Megan Plashko was on the the weekly Gopher athletic show that covers a bunch of different sports. And she had, I think really spoke passionately about what it means to have an all-female staff for the Gopher soccer team. I, I sort of speak endlessly about it. And I think it's funny because a lot of players come in and they've really only played for male coaches. And so from their perspective, I think sometimes players feel a little bit defensive of like, well, I really liked playing for Greg or I really liked playing for whoever. And so it's like, it's not, it's not a negative to, to the, like the, yeah. the, good, the good male coaches. I think that, I think considering how few opportunities there are for women coaches, it's like we need to trumpet the hell out of teams that are doing it this way for sure. Exactly. Yeah. It's nothing against the male coaches you've had. Cause they're all, they can all be fabulous, but it just, it gets, it hits a little different when like your entire staff is just, they're getting hyped up. 
and they're all beasts and all just <laughs> like athletic and fit as frick. So <laughs> just, they are we, fit. They are fit. They make us so passionate they because they are, and we can connect with them. Well, wait a sec. Now we need now we need to dive into this a little bit more. Are we do, do these coaches are they jumping in and training? What are we talking about here? They are could we, if they wanted. Tara oh, does. Are, oh well, yeah, of course Tara does. Tara, Tara can't help herself. Of course Tara does. But do we with the keepers and the and players? But do we see? Wait, do, do we see Aaron jump in? Does Maya jump in? Does Allie jump in? Yeah, it's not necessarily in practice. Yeah, it's not like in practice. Like if we have like free time, we see them like they're working out. Yeah, they're like running <laughs> on the treadmill. Oh, that's true. That's true. I I did hear a story about. Um, a road trip where some some other staff with the team were going to try and maybe use the treadmill and they were like oh i'll just wait aaron will be done eventually no big deal yeah. and back, just kept going. back and she just burned like a super high paced six mile runoff or whatever it's like yeah Oof. they are yeah, fit. yeah. <laughs> i love it. well first kaya th this first one this is just a mini pre-question i i feel absurd i didn't notice this before but when you and sadie were playing on the front line together it was the first time i noticed that you are uh you are 34 and she's 43 yep. and it was the first time i noticed what is possibly a super adorable sister situation it has have you guys always had those numbers um yeah well when we played on the same team when we were younger and i played up with her she was 43 and i was 34 and then, like, we ended up switching ages. Then I switched to 43 during club. And then back at the Gophers, then we were like, oh, can we get 43 and 34? And then they're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and so, I don't know. We think it's pretty cool. I think I think it's adorable. We're also, you guys are starting an era of, like, sister crews on the team because is it Izzy's, Izzy has two yep. sisters. Is Amelia the one that's coming? Is it next year or the year after? I forget. Yep. Next year, it's yeah. this, uh, next year, yeah. Two pairs of sisters on the team. Yeah, it's, it's going to be sister town for sure. That's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so I think we talked a tiny bit about this earlier, but Kaya, I, I think it's really interesting, in particular the forward line. I think, you know, the whole front six rotates a lot more than the back line, understandably. But in particular, the forward line this season, only whatever it is, seven games in, I think has seen a ton of different players, all with sort of a different yeah. flavor and style. You know, Jaden Peck, your fellow first year, I think shows just like a ridiculous amount of potential. She's really fun. Um, but I think it's really interesting for you all to have to try and build that chemistry as you're going. Like in not not like over the course of a season, but in a game when there's a sub, like let's say you've been on the field the whole time with Izzy and then she yeah. comes off and it's, you know, uh, Jaden coming on or Patricia shifts up top or whatever. What's the what's the thinking right at that moment to try and instantly sort of get a little bit of chemistry going? Because those moments happen like seven times throughout a game where like yeah. either you come I, off or the other one does. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to play with all of them. But like like you said, everybody has a different style of play. Mm -hmm. So I think just using everybody's strength, like Baker can hold the ball so well and like head the ball. So like maybe crosses in the air to Baker or like with P speed. And then I think me and Izzy combine really well up top. And like, mm -hmm. I think we just read off of each other really well, but I think everybody has their own uniqueness. So like, I think using like when we switch so much throughout the game, mm -hmm. I think just using everybody's strength really like helps with our, our like chemistry stay together. 
Right. Well, and it's and it seemed like I mean to be honest, the scoring that upticked, you know, the last couple of games, mm-hmm. also seemed to coincide with just having a bit more numbers in the attack. Either I, it seems to me like Sophia's getting wide more and like sort of combining out on the on the corners more, like the corner of the box, or an outside back is getting up there where it's sort of like. It's a little oversimplistic to say, but it sort of seems like now that there's a few more players up there, the combining is a little bit easier. But is that sort of reducing it way too far down? Um, I mean, I personally like more people in the box because then we have a better chance to score. And I'd much rather score than just have the ball slide through. But I think we've also been working a lot on offense these mm-hmm. past few weeks, which I think has really shown in the games as we're scoring more goals and more people are scoring more goals. Mm-hmm. So I think that our runs in the box are going to be there to, for not tomorrow, but the Wisconsin game. And I think that our game versus Wisconsin is going to be really good, and we're going to have our best game yet. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's been it I it's been super noticeable. I mean, you can tell that you all have been working on that, and Maya and Allie and everyone, and and you know Aaron as head coach. Whatever mix of voices are going into that, you can tell it's been like I've really seen game by game improvement because there's a lot more of sort of the secondary run or the back run or like a trailing run. You'll see there are times where someone's in super dangerous position if a ball happens to ricochet, like Kenna has been in good position a lot. Bowman has been in good position a lot, even if they never touch the ball. And so it's, I think that's going to pay off really huge by the time you're in sort of like grinded out chaos games where you just need a goal by any means necessary. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. All right, let's do. We we have one more round of of soccer questions, Lauren. This one, let's go back to you. I think I personally think you know the most obvious aspects of your game are you have really good disciplined positioning where you're just always staying in your pocket in front of those center backs, sort of like Elizabeth you mentioned as a holding mid. You know what? Where's where is my spot, and do I stay in my spot? Um, you know your solid distribution for sure. I personally want to see you rip more shots from outside like you did against St. Thomas. I think there was one in the this past game where you almost had a chance like that. I think you definitely play yeah. like what people say is a true holding mid. I think that's meant a lot of central midfielder alums like Emily Heslin and Josie Milan have just been like raving about you as fellow <laughs> blonde holding midfielders. Um, but what are some parts of your game that you think maybe don't get acknowledged? Like things that you're really proud of that you do on the field that maybe I never ask you about or even maybe the coaches don't notice. I would definitely think my ball winning is probably mm-hmm. something that I'm pretty good at. Yeah. Um, whether that's a goal kick or a punt or a corner, um, I'm always trying to get my head on it. Um, trying to think. Um, probably my movement uh, off the ball, not necessarily to get the ball, but to mm-hmm. either find space for so or find space for Kenna out wide. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's something I'm actually mm-hmm. pretty good at. Um, so yeah, 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 I think those two qualities are probably two my, one of my or two of my best. So. For sure, for sure. And Elizabeth, <laughs> you you've seemed super steady and composed back there as a center back, even though it was so fun the first moment you got on the field and like Van Loon got on the field and all these new players got on there. You have sort of this stance that's I think kind of bouncy. Like you have this like natural sort of bouncy like nature. And- <laughs> And at first it was like, oh, is she just settling in? But I think it's just like your the way you run is like very sort of like happy a little bit. But otherwise, <laughs> you've, been, you've been so steady back there and so, so stable. There's multiple broadcasts where I'll just say, 
we haven't really been saying Overberg's name very much because you have. I don't think you've made a single like major mistake the whole season, and so I know that's a big part of being a center back. Obviously, not giving up the goal, but for you, yeah. what are some things you're proud of that you've sort of you know grown into, especially playing so many minutes at center back that you think you're sort of you're proud you've been able to pick up quickly and just make part of your game. Um, I think something I've always been proud of is just like my communication. I just, I like to talk and I talk a lot on the field Mm -hmm. and as center back, like you have to, like, there's no question. Like if you're not talking, like you're not doing your job. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's something that I've just kind of like being thrown in there. I just had to embrace it. And so just like over communicating, whether that be with Donnie, with my other um, defenders. So I think I'm pretty proud of just that consistent communication because it gets a little tedious sometimes you're just like tired and kind of you want to take a playoff but you just kind of have to talk your way through it um another one that Lainey and Kent and Abby have been helping me with is just like I didn't realize how much defense is like your positioning before like the ball even gets played so like if even if the other team looks like they're about to play a long ball you need to be ready and your hips turned before that so that kind of just being proactive and just being kind of pessimistic about what's going to happen. I think I've gotten a lot better at that. (laughs) For those and for, and for you, especially so like across the back four, I think, you know, you're the right center back for whatever that's worth for people following. And so Delaney Secker, you know, the only returning defender on the back line and one of the captains is to your left. And then to your right is Mackenzie Languck, who's another returning captain, but not, you know, has not been outside back for the Gophers before. For you, is a lot of that communication that you have to, re- you make your cue off Laney and then you need to be re-communicating over to Kent? Is it sort of like mostly that direction of like Laney sets the line, I read off her, and then I try to make sure I'm providing that for Ken's? It's kind of a little bit more like just back and forth. It matters just where the ball is. So if the ball's on Ken's side, like she's going to go. So we have to read off Ken's and just like, I need to be telling her that I'm there supporting her and Lainey has to be reading us and just vice versa. But if it's on Lainey's side, then we're all reading that. And it's like, I'm with you, Lainey. And then it's like, Ken's get up. Like you just, you have to just make sure everyone's on the same page. But the biggest thing is just runners. That's what we talk about the most is like someone just like lurking on your back shoulder. Ken's will tell you like, three or four times because you want to know that she's there. And if she keeps moving, then you just keep going like, Lainey, she's coming. And then right. keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know, well, t- two things I'll mention too. I, I don't always hear the field as well that I'm up in the booth for home games now, but so many people have told me that Plashko is like insanely loud, like, like epically, oh, historically loud. And so I'm sure Kaya, maybe you even up front are hearing her. But then the other thing is you mentioned the runners and I know Aaron has told the team that like trying to get the midfield to, to own their space a little bit more and sort of stay at home in their personal space within the formation. But as part of that direction, she said like, essentially I'm paraphrasing heavily, but essentially like quit trying to protect the back line by tracking that runner. If they have too many defense, they have too many attackers, they're supposed to be able to deal with it. Like mm-hmm. basically telling you as, as defenders, like, I don't care if you have six runners, you have to make the priority decision. So it's like, to me, like when I, when I hear that, that like scares the crap out of me on your behalf. But <laughs> as back line, like, how do you talk about that? Of Because I think Mississippi State at times did sort of kind of overload, maybe not a ton, but at times they were sending runners. For you, like, 
does that just mean like over vocalization to make sure that they like over communicate? Like how, what else goes into that dealing with sort of being outnumbered? Definitely. So a lot of it also comes from our holding mid too. So a lot of the runners come from our holding mid. So there, that means they have to talk a little bit more telling us where they're at. But I think the communication is also just, um, you have to prioritize really. Right. There's been times where you make the wrong choice about who to step to, but normally just like, we're with the most dangerous players, the backside players. That's what we've gotten a lot better at is like, if there's a lot of backside runners, you leave them and they have to hit a 40 yard ball and then we'll have time to shift right. to them. But it is a lot of, a lot of times I just want to go with the runner to make sure she doesn't get it. But I have to be like, nope, I'm leaving her. I've got someone else to deal with. So it's just right. kind of being aggressive and being decisive. Right, right. And I, and Kaya, shifting to you, I, I will start by saying, I assume that none of you have ever watched any broadcast and maybe no one ever tells you about the broadcast. But I will tell you that one thing that Josie Milan, who when she played for the Gophers was Josie Stever and all everything attacking mid, just an absolute baller in the midfield. She and I, she and I mentioned like from the first 10 minutes of the first game, how impressed we were with your distribution, because I think you were really touted as a scorer. And that doesn't always necessarily mean that a player can combine in that final third. And it doesn't always mean that they are going to proactively work to do that. And I think from the beginning, even before there was like a quote unquote drought of goals of where you were battling that, I think from the beginning, whether you were scoring or not, you showed sort of uh, a willingness or an interest in combining in the attack. And we've definitely praised that, but is there, are there other parts of your game or even you just talk about that of that you're really proud of in your game where maybe people only ever look at your scoring and they say like, Oh, she's, Oh yeah, she's a scorer. She must shoot a lot or whatever people say about like forwards. But is there stuff about your game that you're really proud of that maybe doesn't get much attention? Um, I think my 1v1s, like getting to the end line, I'm pretty proud of because I think I get a lot of corners for the team or mm -hmm. like get a lot of cross-offs for the team. Mm -hmm. So I think that I'm pretty proud of that. But otherwise, yeah, yeah my distribution, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's been, well, it's been fun too to see like, uh, like you doing some hold-up play in the final third, other players where it's just like against, uh, against North Dakota, you know, they, they weren't just packing it in. Like some people compared the North Dakota game to Omaha. And to me, North Dakota was way more next level than Omaha. Like their defenders were packed in all the way to the box. Like, it, like yeah. The box. yeah, the two teams played so similar. It was just, they both played with the five back and like two yeah. defensive mid. So it was just tough to even, even get out wide because they had two people go through the center. Yeah. It was just, too much so we just had to start taking like longer shots because normally our game i think is getting to the end line and hitting the crosses in and making yep. the runs in the box but when yep. there's too many people like versus omaha and there was like 10 people in the box at one yep. point when we were watching film and i was like oh my gosh right well you mentioned and you mentioned corner kicks i mean that's been a big thing you all i think i looked it up or maybe like seventh in the whole country and earning corner kicks but yeah. it's still been i think it's still been a challenge the same as last spring when the gophers just produced you know earned a crap load of corner kicks it's still been a little bit of a challenge sort of getting to convert those but what's what's that been, and this is for all three of you what's that been like in training of sort of tweaking the and i know there's been different approaches sort of on the having a short option, obviously yeah. you're throwing the lefties out there a lot with Van Loon and Beisman and then Langduck sometimes on the right footers. 
But in general, like what's the team focus been like in, in terms of saying, yeah, we're earning the hell out of these. Like how can we actually just like get these on the board? Yeah, I think we're trying like a variety of things, but we just haven't quite found the right thing that fits for us yet. But mm -hmm. I think it's coming because today in practice, we were pretty gritty in the box today and we were finishing mm -hmm. a lot of good stuff. So yeah, I think that it's just around the corner to hitting some corners in the net. Right. <laughs> I also think it's like consistency with our serves. Like we're trying to find like right. Laney and Baker, like we're trying to find them. Um, so like, I don't know, right. just like consistency with the, with the serves, um, knowing our spots and then like kind of forming around that, um, right. is something that we're really trying to like work on to yeah, you know, cause, get that cause the balls. balls been, yeah. Cause the balls have been pretty different. Cause like Van Loon has this like shooting star, like rainbow service where it's just yeah, like, right. it's like dropping into the box, like straight, yeah. straight down. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes Kenna's driving it. I particularly am biased on the when she and Bowman can she can do a quick pass to Bowman and then she whips around for an overlap I love when she has like the opportunity to send it in yeah but I think it, like you said Donnie it is also a thing where like Baker's playing real minutes now not just as like a you know the first time she came in at extra time I wondered if she was sort of like just like let's see what happens but now she's been playing those minutes and looking really mm -hmm. good she, she's mm -hmm. so saucy she's so so, she's so saucy yeah <laughs> But also on those on those free kicks, if she can get on the end, that'll be huge. So yeah, that's, and yeah, and Elizabeth, I have noticed like on the free kicks and stuff. Sometimes you and uh, I forget who else, but sometimes you're left back, sort of the two of you, where you're chilling, you're chilling back, and you're at home. Is that, is that like a nerve wracking thing for you? If you, or have you always been a safety valve on those corners? Um, on my. I've never been a safety valve. I'm normally in the box. And I yeah. think Abby has that feeling too. She's back there with me. But we just kind of know we're there to – I'm at least I'm farther up, so I'm there to, like, just cross it back in if it gets out. Mm -hmm. But also we just kind of have to own that, like, a lot of counterattacks happen off of corners, so we need to be the first ones just to delay and get it out of there. Right, right. Yeah. All right. All right, let's. This is the time everyone's been waiting for. We are moving into my favorite segment and one that truly no one has ever said they liked or disliked at all. Uh, the internet said it, so we are going to jump in. And I'm I'm stretching the definition here to include iMessages I received while on my computer. So that's that's how how broad I had to go. But Kaya, we're going to start with you. And this one is not that hard to find if folks are go for soccer fans. Kaya, the internet said you like to sing. And so we need to get some context on this. We need, you know. This. Yeah, Kaya. Well, whoever said that is completely lying. They can all tell you because they're bus. It's, I mean, I need to know, is this, are we talking like, like karaoke, like singing in the car type thing? What's the, what's the vibe? What's the story here? Uh, I'd say, uh. I, I'd say I'm a decent singer, but I've heard otherwise from other people. <laughs> Not in a good way, but it's is this, fine. So are we, ta are, are we talking like a road trip situation, like just oh, killing yeah. time on the bus? We All the freshmen had to sing, and yeah. I ended up having chandelier, and yeah. we had to wear it with like headphones to like block out the sound. Yeah. And so then we were listening to the song in our ears, but we're just like singing to our whole bus. And you can just see everybody laughing at you and you think you're just killing it. And then you look back and you 
You're like, I'm terrible. I mean, at least everyone had to do it. Maybe that's the only redeeming part. Yeah. Yeah, and the people were actually good, so. <laughs> I will I will say too, Kaya, just, I, I will reveal my secret. This is in your bio on the Gopher website. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, you, so you just. I like to that. sing. I like oh. to sing, but I'm just not good at it. Well, that's, but that's what <laughs> But that's what I mean. You don't have to be, are you like, yeah, do you like to sing? When you like to do it, when you're not getting teased on the bus, when do you like to sing? Are you just singing all the time? Um, I wouldn't he say all, all the time, time, but if somebody starts singing a song, I'm probably going to start singing the song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's good. I think that's good positive vibes. I think that's good. Yeah. He's, he loves to sing. Yeah, Kai gets mad at me, but yeah, sometimes oh. I have to tell Ida. Yeah. <laughs> but Kai, we'll just be doing our homework, and then he'll just come to the kitchen. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh goddy. <laughs> yeah, but Kai, you have like a few songs that you like like a lot, and that you can hit. Yeah, like yeah. if somebody starts playing it, I'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> This yeah. is yeah. Well, for those for those who don't know, we are getting glimpses into some roommate vibes here. I think all three of you live together with. Is it with Taryn or who is it with? Uh, me and E are together. Donnie's with Izzy Ainsley. I'm with Izzy Ainsley. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so we are yeah. So the Kaya and E vibes are what we're we're picking up <laughs> right. on. You. Yeah. So, so Lauren, let's go to you. Um, this is uh the internet said that in the broad spectrum of sort of family fan travel because a lot of fan road tripping a lot of family members going that your parents decided to jump in with a very specific road trip option to make those trips from cincinnati a little easier is that true yeah it's true <laughs> it's true that is true and have you so have you got to see this new mode of transportation can you enlighten us of this yeah so i actually when I moved into my apartment, we took the, we, the joke on the team is it's called the Donnie van. Mm -hmm. So it's a camper van yes. that um, is, yeah, we just, it's brand new. Like we just got it. Um, it, yeah, it carries the dog. The dog comes all yeah. the time. Um, and I gotta say, it, it is all, pretty sick. It's so nice. It's pretty good. It is cool. nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I have not seen the inside of this particular camper, but I will be honest. I did know this existed because I did drive to Des Moines for your guys' away game there against Drake. And I got to see it live and in person. It is really sweet. And I think I also got to meet the dog very briefly. So that was nice. Yes. This yeah. Super legit road trip option. But I... If if someone has not come early to a Gopher home game to tailgate with the Gopher parents, there's no better experience for a Gopher game day. Come early, come to the parking lot. Just with the look, van. Look for the yeah. Look for the van. Look for all the people hanging out pre gaming, and that right. that is where you can party. I even before broadcast, maybe sometimes I go up and Bloody Mary. Who's to say? <laughs> yeah. We will. So we will jump now to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, this is a deep cut. The internet said that you won a contest with the Daughters of the American Revolution Glenwood chapter for a short story. Is this true? It is. I I like to write. So I used to do all these contests. I would do law day contests where you write about old amendments and stuff. Um, Daughters of the American Revolution, I just wrote about 
made a short story about a national park, I think. I don't know. But I just like to write a lot. And so our school just have all these competitions. So I'd be like, sure, I want a gift card to Barnes and Noble. I'll try it. <laughs> just, well, and hey, well, I was going to ask if you remembered what it was and you already preempted that. But I also, <laughs> let's give a shout out Daughters of the American Revolution. So now we know all the Gilmore Girl fans that the DAR also exists in real life in Iowa. Huge moment for all the Gilmore Girl fans out there. The DAR exists there in Ankeny. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was very supportive, very nice, and just a little extra thing to do when you got bored. <laughs> you needed extra things to do when you were bored being like a multi-sport athlete and a successful student, of course. Yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so last one, this is the last question for each of you. We're still we're still obviously early in the Aaron Chastain era, and I, I personally find it really impressive to see different players sort of already, you know, earning bigger roles, even game to game and all, um, you know, folks who we haven't been able to see a ton before, like Maddie Baker. And now she's solidifying, you know, a spot in that attacking rotation, all this different, all these different players sort of growing into their spot. But I know there's still tons of players that we don't get to see on game day that sort of come in, work day in, day out, put in a ton of effort. And maybe they just, you know, they happen to be a defender and there's four solid starting defenders, or they happen to be a keeper and there's one, person playing keeper um or or wherever they play on the field so let's go around and we can start with with you lauren about you know is there just any players that you think are really been either killing it where they're maybe not seeing field time or even players who are but just players who you think are setting a good example or really busting their butt in training that you want to give a shout out to i mean i will say everyone busts their butt at practice mm -hmm. um some that like don't see the field as much is I mean Jaden is a huge spark um she'll run and run until she can't anymore I mean she works her butt off um and I always think um like Plashko is always really super solid um so I think yeah just having two solid whether it is like on like you're playing tons of minutes or you're not mm -hmm. there's no there's not like a hole of someone like not working their butt mm -hmm. off. I mean, this team, I mean, we go 110% like all the time. Yeah. So. E, how about you? Yeah. Like Donnie said, I'm just, I, I'm glad that we're on a team where everyone's bought in. That can be really draining when people aren't. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I'll talk like on the defensive um, end, there's uh, Ava and Ainsley and Kez, they all just work so dang hard. Ainsley's out there doing so much and she's so like saucy as an outside back. So I can't wait to see that. Ava is just like, she's the one that's gonna like slide in for like the sliding uh, like goal. She's had so many of those. Like, like you think the cross missed everyone and then she just comes in the end. And Kez just has, she just has all these bangers out of nowhere. You're just like, Kez, where did that come from? So yeah. <laughs> Nice. How about you, Kaya? Um, I think our practices are pretty high intensity every day because everybody's always starting or everyone's always fighting for a starting position and playing time. So I think everybody kills it in practice. And I think anyone can come off the bench and put in just mm -hmm. as much as anybody else ever can. So I think that our practice, I think that everybody does really well in practice. There's not one specific person that's just killing it. Just everybody brings a high level to practice, which makes it high intensity and even more fun practice. 
Yeah, um, there's. I mean, there's there's nowhere to hide on this roster because I think two players are out with injury right now, at least. There's yeah. only 24 to start with. Three of those are keepers. And so, like, there's not exactly a way for you to not show up. Yeah, we can't even play. Like, sometimes we're like, oh, we should play, like, full field 11 v 11. Right. Well, we don't, have, don't have enough players. <laughs> right. It's we're not it's it's nice to have a small team though because then we're all we're like our team is super close, which I think yeah. the transition to the field even easier because our chemistry is already there. Right. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks so much. You all have been killing it in your first year for the Gophers. Thanks so much for being here. I'll remind folks if if, if they are somehow watching this show and don't know when the Wisconsin game is, that's crazy, but I will remind them anyway playing Wisconsin at home to kick off the Big Ten season, 6 p.m. at Elizabeth Robbie Stadium. If you can't make the game in person but want to watch it broadcast on btnplus.com. Um, you three have been crushing it. Thanks so much for joining us, and good luck against the Badgers. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.